This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome back. It's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here once again as we have a lot to get to in this version of Mariner's Pod. Of course, a great day yesterday at T-Mobile Park. Mariners get a win, a win they really needed after a tough stretch. They did it behind George Kirby making his Major League debut, and he was awesome. We're going to talk about it. A dramatic win for the Mariners, too, as they walk it off against Tampa Bay. Mariners will turn their attention to the Phillies starting tonight. We'll also talk to Jesse Smith later on in this version of Mariners Pod. He's going to give us some great breakdowns on some Mariners that have had some great starts to the season. Logan Gilbert, J.P. Crawford, and Julio as well. We always enjoy catching up with Jesse Smith, and I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. So let's get to the game yesterday. It had been a rough series, a rough stretch for the Mariners as they were looking to salvage the finale against Tampa Bay. George Kirby, his major league debut, and he was awesome from the beginning. Kirby ready, the windup, and the 3-2 on the way, and a swing and a miss for strike three, and George Kirby strikes out the first batter that he faces in his big league debut. He strikes out Brandon Lau on a 3-2 pitch, so one away, and there's a special K for George Kirby, his first strikeout in the major leagues. Welcome to the show, George Kirby. How about that? Yeah, he would end up striking out the side in the first. And the right-handers, one-two pitch to G-Man Choi, and a swing and a miss for strike three, and he did it. George Kirby walks off the diamond, striking out the side here in the top of the first inning in his first big league inning to a standing ovation here at T-Mobile Park. What a start for young George Kirby, and listen to the crowd. George Kirby strikes out Lau, a Rosa Reina, and G-Man Choi, and that's it for Tampa Bay. Way to go, kid. Honestly, you couldn't have asked for any more from George Kirby. Six innings of four-hit ball, no walks, seven strikeouts. Just easy gas when you watch him throw. Uh, sitting upper mid-90s, touching 98 on the day. Some wicked breaking stuff as well. Man, he showed it all off on why he is one of the best prospects in all of baseball. And... It was the best game score of any Major League debut in Mariners history. Just a phenomenal start for George Kirby. Meanwhile, the game yesterday was locked up zeros going to the eighth when Margot again, who's had a massive series, a grand slam, a three-run home run, both pivotal, and then a home run to give Tampa Bay the lead in the eighth inning. Mariners trailing one nothing going into the ninth. It looked like George Kirby's start was going to be spoiled, but... A big home run by Toro to tie it up. And the right-handers, 0-1 pitch, swing, and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Down the line into the corner, gone! Goodbye, baseball! 
touches home plate, and we are tied at one to one. And the Electric Factory has come alive here in the bottom of the ninth inning. What a shot by Toro! So Toro ties it, and it would be Ty France who would win it in the tenth. The pitch, swing, line drive, shot left field, and this game is over. Kelnick scores. Ty France walk off base hit left field, and the Mariners win it in ten. They take down the Rays two to one. The final score on this Mother's Day from Seattle. And Mariners needed that so badly. They got it. George Kirby was brilliant. Mariners get the win, and now they turn their attention to the Phillies. We'll talk about that in just a second. First, why don't we hear from George Kirby after the game, making his first Major League start. You know, obviously the nerves are flying. It's hard to not recognize them. Uh, but I just stuck to what I'm I'm used to. Uh, you know, I wasn't getting ahead, but I, I told LT, I was like, Let's try not to get fastball happy, uh, but still work on like all my pitches. Um, I like to keep it as a toss-up right now. That's what I've been doing well for the last couple weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm just, just trying to fill up the zone. You know, it didn't happen in the beginning, but I came back and did my thing. By doing that, it doesn't seem like you fall into patterns and you're kind of unpredictable. Do you exactly. like that nature? Everybody knows you're about your fastball. Program, yeah. But to be unpredictable, do you think that's a big For sure. Uh, I mean, last year I was probably like anywhere from 50 to 60 with my fastball usage-wise, and now I'm like 35 to 40. So, like I said, it's it's more of a toss-up um, for the for the batter, and that, that's what I like, yeah. When did it hit you, like, all of this? I mean, yes, you got to be here yesterday. You got to talk to Skip and everything. But when you ran out on the mound, I mean, you got a camera guy following you mm-hmm. out there, and you're standing there, and 31,000 people are kind of going crazy. What was it like? Uh, it was awesome. Um, Thursday, they told me, and since then, I've been just on cloud nine. It's hard to, I, was, I don't know, just nerves were fine, and uh, it was just great to see all the fans out there, you know, look up and, just see a beautiful day, and uh, we couldn't ask for a better outcome. So about the the crowd there, your your little cheering section. I mean, I saw your parents, but who else did you have there? And they seem to be enjoying themselves yeah. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> did yes, you hear them? Like, did you hear? Them? I did a little bit. Yeah. Um, usually, I kind of I don't I zone that stuff out, but I heard them pretty good today. Uh, yeah, it was uh, my parents, my sisters were there, aunt and uncles, and I had like. It's probably like 15 to 20 buddies from uh, either Elon or uh, high school that I've been friends with since elementary school. Um, they made a promise to me. They said, the day you get called up, we're going to be there. And uh, they kept their promise. It was pretty awesome. How difficult was it to get all those guys to coordinate all that? And, and I mean, what does I mean, what does it really mean, though? You, you sit there and you, you're going to go probably meet up with them now after this. What yeah. does that mean? It's just awesome. Um, the support I have is great. And, um, just great friends. That's all I can say. I'm glad they got here. I think our favorite was hip hip Jorge. <laughs> does that does that originate here or is that from back? No, in the I've day? I've been hearing that for years. Um, that that was that was good to hear. Who's the which one? Which is the dude that had the curb your enthusiasm? Yeah, so that's my that's one of my best friends, Dean. Uh, so we used to be rivals in high school. Um, ended up going to the same college, um, and. Yeah, one of my buddies, uh, Tim, his mom just made those uh, in high school and kind of caught on. And uh, I was like, dude, you better wear that shirt here. Uh, and <laughs> he did. <laughs> Luckily, he could still fit into it. Yeah. 
George, just to kind of think about the day as a whole, like six, six scoreless, seven strikeouts, no walks, I mean, to come and deliver like that in your first start, too, just how big of a moment is that for you? Yeah, it's great. Um... I mean, for myself and then just the guys believing in me too. Um, go out there and do my job on the mound. Um, yeah, I'm just, just happy, really happy. And you had you had three three zero counts and and you, you came back and all I think got outs and all three. Mm -hmm. What is your mindset when you get to three zero? I know you hate walks. I hate like walks. Yeah. yeah, you hate walks. Mm -hmm. So you're just gonna challenge and go, or yeah. what is it? Um, Pretty much, and a lot of times I was using off speed in those 3 3 1. Um, it's the big leagues. If I throw a heater, they're probably going to hit it. So um, that's what I've been just trying to work on having my usage be a toss up, and uh, I'm just challenging myself to be in the zone with those pitches. And I did a pretty good job today uh, coming back in the counts with them. Do you think you're better equipped now today? Uh, coming into today's start than you were even at spring training when you were competing with Matt for the, the last spot? Yeah, I think these last five, six weeks, um, I've really just, you know, I, I changed my slider too, just throwing it harder now. It's more comfortable to hand. I can control it better. Um, yeah, I've taken a lot of steps since then, and uh, I'm happy it's coming, coming all together. Is there someone specifically responsible for those changes? Like, did you work with a guy in Arkansas who, um, or, or was it you? Not necessarily. I was kind of just tired of it. I like trying to sweep it and not command it. And I was like, I need something that feels good out of my hand. So just thinking fastball and put a little pressure on the middle finger and go from there. It's almost like a snap. Right? Yeah, cutter, slider. I mean, the first one I threw, the strikeout was a lot more moving than I expected. So that was, was a bonus. <laughs> was it tough? I mean, were you, was it tough to hear not making the team? And then were, how motivating was that when you had to go to Arkansas? A lot of guys, it takes yeah. a while. To I mean, yeah, me and Brash were competing. You know, he's one of my best buddies, and uh, I was obviously happy for him. But, uh, you know, you, there's always that competitive side to it. Um, I wanted to be here. Um, he knew that too. But uh, just tried to be where my feet, feet were, just go out in double A and compete, and uh, eventually got the call. So I'm happy, happy with it. Hey, George, was it a. Just going back to your, your cheering section a little bit. The being Mother's Day and having your mom here and everything, obviously both your parents were, but just what does that mean to have such a good performance on a holiday like this? For yeah, um, you know, if, if I did bad, I'm sure she still would have loved me anyways, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, couldn't I, like, I couldn't ask for a better day, have all my family here. It happened to be on Mother's Day and uh, it's great. And here's what Scott had to say about Kirby. Talk about, you know, it always starts with the guy on the hill. What a shot in the arm uh, George Kirby gave us today. Um, quite a Mother's Day present um, for, for his mom uh, and all the folks that were here rooting him on. I think uh, probably the, the entire Elon baseball team from his college days were here, it seemed like. So uh, uh, can't say enough about the job. First major league uh, outing and for him to go out as calm um, and collected as it looked uh, to everybody watching it. That's how it felt being around him. He just... Went out and throw strikes. That's what George Kirby does, and, and uh, you know the stuff was was better than what we've seen at any point in spring training for me today. The life on the fastball, I think he had about 14, 15 swings and misses today. You know, didn't walk anybody, and that's really been a, you know an issue for us. Is you know we're so good at you know committing to just dominating the strike zone. We got back to it today. I thought our pitching was tremendous today, uh, and a day that we really needed it. So uh, 
Um, heck of an outing by George, uh, really a shot in the arm. It's exactly what we needed. Uh, really wasn't expecting it. Uh, didn't know what to, we were going to get out of the rookie first time out there, but could not have asked for more. So uh, really excited um, you know, for him and having him part of our rotation going forward. So big win. Um, it has been a struggle for us. We've got some big hits late today. Uh, and a credit to the guys for hanging in there and continue to grind through it. So uh, we'll take it and move on to the next series. Any questions? Scott, there just seemed to be no fear from George. He attacked on the inside part, good left-handed hitters. He just went after guys. Yeah, it really was. Uh, uh, George was, was more calm and more confident today than I think he was in spring training. Uh, he just looked great out there in, in total control. And, you know, when he came in yesterday, he sat in my office and, uh, you know, what have you been working on? And uh, he said, I'm throwing all my pitches and my changeup's pretty good. And he's right, it is pretty good. And he went to it, certainly second time through the order, uh, with Franco and a number of their left-handed hitters and um, good slider early. Uh, and then the fastball was electric all day. So uh, uh, great start for him. What do you think when they intentionally walk uh, Fraser to get to France? Uh, what do I think? Yeah. I think that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we just need to make sure Adam, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, take it off, taking the bat out of Ty's hands. Just stay at first base. Um, and, uh, you know, like our chances with Ty France in the batter's box against who's ever pitching. So uh, it was a good matchup for us. Uh, the key to the inning, we executed. We got a bunt down. You know, we don't do a lot of that around here, but there's certain guys in the, in the lineup or in the roster that, that need to be able to do that. And Dylan got it down, which is key play in the ballgame. We talk a lot about, uh, it seems like we've been talking about George Kirby's uh, aversion to the base on balls since he, since he was drafted. And certainly that's played out through his minor league career. He actually had, he had a handful of three ball counts today, but he never, he, he didn't back off at any point. He didn't pitch scared at all. This didn't look like a, the way he set that thing up. Didn't look like a 24 year old there. It, it really didn't. You know, he did fall behind on a few guys. He got 2-0, 3-0 and a number of guys and got back into it. Strike one, strike two. Here it is. Go ahead and hit it. And we've often talked and certainly younger pitchers, their ability to make quick adjustments. That's quick adjustment. You're running away, it's arm side fastballs getting away from you. How do I get back in the strike zone? And sometimes with young pitchers, it takes a while because they want to throw every pitch as hard as they can. Uh, and that George today was, was totally under control all day long. So uh, again, uh, credit to him, really excited for him and his family. I can only imagine how they feel tonight and, and they'll enjoy. Have a good night in Seattle for sure. Did you hear him? They were pretty boisterous over there. I did, uh, and I give him a ton of credit. Those guys, uh, his buddies, were up there making some noise, which is great. That's exactly the way it should be, you know, to have those people that have meant so much to him and his career and his life here and enjoy it with him. It was awesome. I can't wait to see the encore coming up with his next start, as he was brilliant. Mariners get the win, and now the Phillies coming up. This is going to be a really interesting series. Phillies are, well, things have not gone according to plan the last few days. They had a couple of games rained out against the Mets over the weekend. So they actually played a doubleheader yesterday, which meant two games, East Coast, long flight, West Coast, late night. So that's what they're staring at. 6.40 first pitch tonight. Chris Flexen, Ranger Suarez will go. Game two, this is a good one, 6.40 on Tuesday. Robbie Ray, Aaron Nola, Logan Gilbert will get the ball on Wednesday, 12:40 first pitch. TBA for the Phillies. They had to place a couple starters on the COVID IL, as reported yesterday by the Philadelphia Inquirer, including Zach Wheeler. So they're kind of in a tough spot. They just had a players-only meeting a couple of days before uh, the final game against the Mets. So it has been tumultuous for 
the Phillies. We'll see if the Mariners can take the momentum from the win yesterday into the series today because, as we've talked about a lot, this is a brutal month on paper in terms of schedule. A really rough trip coming up. The Mets coming up on the first leg. You have the Blue Jays. I know Boston's not playing that well, but it's always tough to play at Fenway. So a four-game series on a really long and difficult road trip. On paper, the month of May providing the stiffest schedule test for the Mariners as they try and right the ship here after winning yesterday. We had a chance to catch up with one of our favorites, Jesse Smith. We talked about a lot, and we started the conversation with J.P. Crawford. I've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, th- I think we've all been surprised to, to some degree to see him take such a big leap mm-hmm. forward uh, in the early season. But in his case, I think what I'm seeing with him, and this is just completely unsubstantiated sort of eye test and, and feel for the game kind of a thing, but he's a guy that's always had the skills to hit, right? Like he can, there's nothing he can't do. Really good bat to ball, really good decisions. We've always wondered about the power and if that's going to come on and you know, I don't think he's ever going to be the, the hard hit uh, leader in the clubhouse. But I think what, what I'm seeing is that they, sometimes you t- we talk about veteran hitters like aging into power. And not that they're getting stronger necessarily, but they're, they're just finding ways to elevate the ball in the air like more consistently. And I think that's what I'm seeing with JP is like, it's, it's come up on the broadcast a few times, I think rightly so, just that he's really picking his spots. Mm-hmm. I think he's just getting more comfortable as an offensive player in his identity and just really, really understanding what he's trying to do and the game is really just coming to him and like more line drives, you know, when he gets in a favorable count, he's really on that pitch and uh, it's been amazing to watch. And incredibly, he's doing it without losing his profile as a hitter. He's not chasing more. He's not striking out more. I mean, he's maintaining what made him get to this level offensively and is added on to it, which I feel like is even more impressive. He hasn't had to sacrifice anything to get what he's had so far. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, right, he's not he's not selling out. Like you so badly want him to. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bite eventually. Uh, one, yeah, one thing on that is that prior to two strikes, I do think if we look at the data, it shows us that he might be whiffing a little bit more. He's a little, He might be a little more aggressive. Like uh, he gets a 2-0 count. Or exactly. So I think like that might be some evidence that he is picking those spots and looking for that pitch, taking taking more risks, you know. And I think that's maybe what. I like what you did to your voice when you said risk there. By the way, <laughs> that word it. just I love it. Uh, <laughs> so so maybe maybe what I'm saying does make sense. Uh, and then but when he gets the two strikes, it's it's the same JP. But it's actually the same JP. But like you said, he's just doing everything. He's maintaining everything but also having more success with his batted balls, too. So I just think we're seeing him on that sort of continued late bloomer superstar trajectory. Can I follow up on your poll power? I know we laughed about it a moment ago, but in all seriousness, tell us the benefits of poll power and pulling for power. And why you you crave it so badly. (laughs) Well, I like to score runs. Uh, so there's that. I think, well, JP is a good example. And I actually think maybe even on this very podcast a couple of years ago, I might have talked about our hope that JP could add some pull power. JP, like we, like we said, he's not going to lead the league in raw power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like he, he's incapable of hitting the ball hard. He can certainly hit the ball hard, but his game is more a well-rounded one. 
even before the dead ball, but particularly maybe emphasized by the dead ball, we're probably not going to see JP hit an opposite field home run uh, or very many to center. Although, he, did he hit one maybe towards center? I, I can't recall. But I think that's your point. If he's had one, it's yeah. one probably. Right. It's going to be a rarity. And so, like, even when he's hitting the ball squarely, right, like, and we're, we're, we're focusing on process. So we want our players to just hit the ball hard in the air, preferably. And when they do that, you know, we want them to have good results. But if you're someone with JP's skill set, you're probably not going to have that much success doing that unless you're pulling it. Mm. Uh, so for most players, most players can pull the ball out in the major leagues, but a much smaller percentage of them can go all fields consistently and achieve success. Because this is, okay, to dovetail with this a little yeah. bit, like when you look at the hard hit data on the Mariners right now, I mean, the Mariners are in the bottom third, if not possibly the bottom five in baseball in terms of just hard hit rate, average exit velo. When you look at that right now, I mean, is is that a, it's a product of this is a team that has increased its number of bat-to-ball guys, strike zone discipline guys, right? You don't have, like Ty France has power. He's not a raw power guy. He's not going to light up an exit velocity reading. I mean, he'll get his here and there over the course of the year. But for the Mariners to maximize their power, it would have to be on the pole side because they're not built with a lineup one through nine of guys that just possess raw power. Is that a is that like a proper diagnosis of kind of the, how this lineup is put down? I, I don't know that I agree with that. Each player is different, of course, and, and I don't think it's true that our, our roster lacks in raw power. I think maybe more in the early season, our players with the most raw power are struggling or missing time, like in Mitch's case, sure. uh, and that our players that do it a little differently are are putting a lot more of those balls in play. So perhaps that is, I would suggest perhaps that's biasing where we're at. You'll never get me to admit we're a, a less than <laughs> significant raw power outfit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. We've, we've established yeah. your love for it. Julio. Speaking of raw power. Here we go. When you guys talk about Julio in your department, as we continue to talk with Jesse Smith, the Mariners' senior director of baseball analytics, what do you talk about? Love. Nothing <laughs> but love. Early season has not been super smooth for Julio in some ways, right? Like the surface performance, there, are, there are, there's positives and negatives. But I think internally, we just feel so strongly that the positives we're seeing are for real and are are meaningfully are meaningfully powerful predictive things and a lot of the negatives we're seeing we're just not very worried about and man does that sound biased when i say it out loud but i think julio's really good right now and i i think the sky's the limit i'm i'm honestly embarrassed that i wasn't on i think that we we didn't realize how fast he was like he was in our own backyard and and I'm, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of how we didn't realize he was as fast as he is. And I think part of that is just a credit to him. A lot of big young players just get so much put on muscle mass and they slow down. And he has done the opposite, which is, you know, very rare. I, I think of like Dustin Pedroia and a few others that, that went the other direction on that. And, you know, slightly different profile of player there. But you've mentioned a lot, Julio's hitting the ball really hard. We think he's been making great decisions. I don't want to get into the whole called strike thing. <laughs> you don't have to. We know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. No, you one's out, no one's out to get him. He'll be fine. Uh, we think he's making good decisions. 
we think he's seen the ball really hard. The defense in center and the speed have just been amazing uh, and just sort of filled a perceived need in the Mariners' present and future yeah. plans in a way that we didn't even anticipate, which is really exciting. And, yeah, the bat, I feel like the bat is, is closer, uh, if not already here. Uh, so I'm really excited. The defense to me really jumps out because in terms of public numbers, whether you look at defensive run save, uh, whether you look at OAA, he's right there as well. I test, no matter how you slice it, he's really good in center. Yeah, and I'd be fine with average, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been great. Uh, we feel really good about what he's doing out there. And, you know, it's, he was always really good by our stuff in the minors defensively mm -hmm. too. We just, and, you know, he played some center in the, in, in the minors. So we never ruled it out, just uh, re not being fully woke to what a burner he was actually going to be. We weren't, we were, you know, I was a lot less sure about what it was going to look mm -hmm. like. Uh, and, but wow, he's, he's just taking it. When we last looked on the road trip, Julio was essentially in the top five in baseball, both in hard hit rate and sprint speed. I mean, the dude's tooled up. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Like Sean Carlos Stanton isn't out there 30 feet per second in right field, <laughs> right? Yeah. If there, are, if there are two things that I look at when I'm dreaming on prospects or, or current major league players, but you know more on the younger prospect side for what they could be than what they are, it's just that speed power combination and like those two statistics get right to the core of it. He's running, he's running as fast as pretty much anyone out there and he's hitting the ball about as hard as anyone out there. You know, it's extremely rare. It's special. It's, it's so special. It could just, it, the sky's the limit when you see that combination. Jesse Smith is our guest. He's the senior director of baseball analytics for the Mariners. Jesse, you and Joel Furman and many others in your office, you guys started talking up Logan Gilbert the moment he was drafted. I mean, you could not have been any higher on Logan. We saw it firsthand last year, and we have seen the best version of a young Logan Gilbert a month into the season. What has it been like for you and Joel and the rest of the crew to watch what Logan Gilbert's done? It's been really gratifying, of course, such a great human being too, and he's worked so hard to get where he is. Uh, so it really, it touches everything, right? It touches our player evaluation as an amateur. It touches our player development uh, and just sort of the, the culture that we have and watching him grow and just like take steps and be such a positive element of what we're trying to do. So it's just at the face of everything that we want to be, right? Is, is Logan Gilbert and his success so when you talk about, you know, positives to be optimistic about for us, it's, you know, it's just incredible to, to watch him excel in the way he has. And, you know, we, we think it will continue. So when you look at him as a nerd, you right there, what you just told us was like a very, very touching, like Jesse Smith, the human. <laughs> it's rare. When, it's rare. Yeah, it's when, not natural. I want the robot Jesse Smith. <laughs> like when you look at him from your nerd lens, what is he doing that you say this is special? So one thing he's always done the fastball has always moved in an unusual way that makes it good. So he's got that, and you know, with or without velocity. And when he was an amateur, if if you were the narrative then was that his his velocity was down, and that sort of that's what allowed him to be accessible at our pick was that people weren't sure. You know, it's with pitchers, it's a what have you done for me lately, especially when they're college kids. And that allowed what we perceived to be, you know, potentially the most talented arm in the draft to be available there. So he's always had the fastball from a movement standpoint. And 
the velocity has has returned and then some and then the secondary stuff you know it's it's always been it's always had potential his makeup has always allowed for us to really dream on that potential and and now we're seeing like what happens when a player with immense gifts is focused on harnessing those and uh he's worked with our pd to just like craft it your player the, development yeah sorry our player development <laughs> uh to craft to craft his pitches into things that both you know move well but he can command well so you know it's 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 tailoring his pitches just perfectly in ways that you know didn't exist in prior generations of the game okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 